Hey everybody, welcome to 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray. I'm Kim. And I'm Kyle, and I only make Hamburger Helper and frozen pizzas, so I don't know why you have such expectations of me for cooking in this house. (laughs) Jenny literally, her plan for dinner was to peel one potato, boil it. That's where the plan ended. We don't know what happens after the boiling of said potato. And then sort of mash it, maybe. maybe. She was peeling a single potato on a what looked like a mini mandolin. Like, if you were really that bad at cooking and you're in retirement, you have all the time in the world. I understand some people aren't interested in cooking, but it seems like she should be. And, like, wouldn't you, like, pull up some YouTube videos, learn how to use a pressure cooker, make doll? It's very simple. I mean, you'd think that she would, being in India and just all of the amazing food she has access to in the markets and, like, spices and fresh food, wouldn't you put a little bit of effort, like a modicum of effort, into learning to cook? Kim, I think we're we're missing the forest for the trees here. I have a question for you that <laughs> okay. we have asked a couple times, and we have never gotten an answer. What in the fuck do these people do all day? I don't know. What does she do? Like, okay, forget submit working. Let's just say like COVID. Sure. You're home a lot. We all, we all get that. We all remember that. What were they doing all day long that to which Jenny opines for the good old days where where submit is sitting around all day? I mean, we know they weren't fucking because he already tried to extend that to, you know, Kama Sutra yoga fucking. And she was like, no, that's too much time. I just want to bang and go to bed. So that's like 10 minutes out of the day. Uh, I mean, she's not cleaning. All he wants to do is go to six classes and hang out with his friends and party. <laughs> also, Jenny, what do you expect when you marry a 30-year-old? You think that he's going to want to sit around? And again, I know we've discussed this. Sit around and do what? Sit around and do what, though? I don't know. Are they staring at the wall? It doesn't even appear that they have a television. I literally don't. They don't read. I don't see Jenny as like a voracious reader. No, they don't fucking read because they are wearing COVID lanyard cards. (laughs) (laughs) They could be on Devin's mother's, you know, YouTube channel. I mean, that's, you know, that's where they're getting that from. But uh, the... It doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I would love to just like watch 24 hours of sped up footage of their day. I mean, it's a pot like that place. I'm sorry. I'm judging. It's dirty. I'm with I'm team mama submit here. Their bedroom is a fucking disaster and they have clothes everywhere. And I'm like, where you don't go anywhere. Why do you have all these clothes? You need like two outfits. I just want to understand what Jenny's idea of re- enjoying retirement means. Yeah, they don't have, what are her hobbies? Like, right. They don't have much money, but they have enough to go buy vegetables as long as you scream at people while you're doing it. <laughs> um, and and they don't they, – it doesn't even seem like they watch TV. <laughs> they just make chai and sit around. At, what do they do? do all they don't cook they don't they they certainly don't clean they don't go out and do stuff she's nervous to go outside which that's definitely at least partially submits fault but like what the fuck are they doing going on a walk i i literally don't know it's not like she's not knitting she's not even doing that crazy knitting that we saw what was her name sandra and inmate to roommate like she's like just like playing with yarn all day i mean that could take hours of your day that makes sense she's not painting she's not reading she's not watching tv she's not cooking she's not cleaning i literally is are they staring at the wall so that's why it it it's look i understand not wanting to be lonely all day i guess but i'm trying to think like why is she so desperate to have submit around if they just yeah, they sit at all and stare at the wall <laughs> all day. I I don't I have a feeling they're not having a philosophical debate for 18 hours a day. It's just bizarre to me. It's it's th- th- I tell you Kim, 
I think new champion of this season in terms of scenes was Jenny getting screamed at by the broccoli oh vendor. It I was love one that of woman. my favorite. It was one of my favorite things I've ever seen on the show. It was great. So great. I, I absolutely loved it. That broccoli vendor is the hero of the season. I wish I knew her name. She was screaming at Jenny. I loved the entire interaction. It was so freaking hilarious. I I think it was absolutely the best scene of the season. I laughed so hard. I also laughed so hard about the fact that Samit is a chef and still hasn't taught Jenny to cook anything and expects her to do the cooking. And that just, that confuses me. Um, Yara's opinion of, you know, being so happy to have European coffee, coffee instead of, quote, coffee from the swamp, unquote, <laughs> was delightful as well. I, my favorite part of the the shopping scene was that Jenny somehow knows what broccoli is supposed to cost, but she's so ignorant that she thinks that you can put all the various vegetables in the same basket right? that the fucking lady is about to weigh so she knows how much to charge you. Just, all vegetables just cost the same, I guess, in uh, India. What the so fuck are you dumb. doing? Yeah, <laughs> ma'am, like, ma'am, no. What are you doing? <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> ma'am. Is this married life? Is this what married life is supposed to be? <laughs> Why doesn't Submit hire her like a a lady's maid to like help her around, I guess. I don't know. I just, Jenny needs a friend, but she can't get any friends. Can't she make some foreign friends? Like, aren't there other old white ladies in India just staring at the wall all day that can go to the market <laughs> with her? She's, this is the thing. It is intimidating to go to an open air market like that and buy things in a foreign country. Totally. But, totally. But she's lived there for three years. Three years. This is her yeah. home. Like, and I love, I love how she still on. just walks up to this poor man selling onions and to and uh, potatoes and and tomatoes, and just starts barking at him in English. I mean, she's lucky that that other lady spoke a couple words of English, but this guy just stares at her like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> he tells and, her, and she, <laughs> and she manages to like. I uh, essentially tipped the guy 70%, which is hilarious. And of course, she just... didn't mean to. She didn't know. Yeah. No, she, she, that she... other lady was going to give her that huge bat. I, we disagree on this. I feel I would be pissed if somebody was trying to rip me off like that. That lady was ripping oh, no, no, no. her you, the you, fuck off. Like, no, sorry. you misinterpreted. We were oh. texting about the broccoli debate, and I think you misinterpreted. Interestingly enough, from what I've read, just the entire internet doesn't think she was getting ripped off, but I agree with you that she actually totally was. There's no fucking way, no way. that broccoli costs. So, so that lady was essentially charging her seven bucks a pound for broccoli. And there's just no way that that's what it costs in India. And I, and I know that food in the United States is heavily subsidized heavily, heavily, heavily. But even after inflation, broccoli is still roughly like I looked on, I looked at my Albertsons like website to, to verify this and it's still three bucks a pound. And yeah. I just, it's not that I don't believe that broccoli might be more expensive uh, a little bit because we subsidize things so much. I just don't believe a regular person buying vegetables from a cart in India can afford $7 a pound. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. I was just going to look up like what's the average salary in India. And um, it's about, it says, this is a quick Google search, $422 a month. Um, there's just no way that a, you know, if you're, you're looking at, I, I just, I open air markets like that. People aren't paying whole foods prices so, so for you're broccoli. You're, they're just you're, not. Yeah, you're paying, you're not going to pay 75% of a day's wages on broccoli. But what's funny is that that was like the bag that the woman was kind of like screaming after her to pay $12 for, or like basically a thousand rupees. Bucks. Yeah. Um, 
and she was like, no. Then she goes to this other guy, gets like half as much and pays half the amount the woman was charging her, which is 500. And she seems fine with that. She's fine paying 500 for tomatoes and potatoes when, because the, the woman, like the guy wasn't yelling at her, I guess. But he only tried to charge her 300. He tried 300 was still too much. And I will die on this hill. But like, she he told her 300 she doesn't know enough to understand so she just gives him five and 500 tells him to keep the change and he's like okay <laughs> one of our one of our facebook members ashwini made a really good point she like she could have just instead of saying i want indian prices uh she could have said okay look I get what you're trying to do, but my husband is Indian and he and you know he only gave me enough money for the dinner. Like you could have been more clever about it to try to haggle. Well, this Instead is all of just her screaming, fault. I'm a white lady and you're ripping me off. Like of yes. course she's gonna like yell back at you. Go fuck yourself, ma'am. Any street vendor would probably do the same thing because like you see somebody that doesn't that very clearly has no idea what they're doing. Like, yeah, you're going to try to get a get a little put a little bit more on the top. But this is the thing. If Jenny were a real resident that in the last three years was learning how to go shopping by herself and submit, I blame submit for this partially, too. She should have a vendor that she goes to. You've lived there for three years. You don't have a vegetable vendor. Like How when I lived eaten? abroad, I How went to the same eaten? vendor in the market every single time. They knew me. How have they? So, yeah, they're gonna rip you off the first three... time. But Kim. I, I... How are they? How have they survived for three fucking years in I this place? I don't know how what, they're are alive. Are they eating? Are they eating like boxed like rice aroni for every fucking meal? What That's are what they she doing? would like to do. She so doesn't you're, have you're, access to rice aroni. Like you're telling me that you've never walked in three years. You've never gone w- even with cement to buy a potato. Like what are you eating all day? I don't. I don't understand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are the real Brady, Brady Bros. Bros. Brady Brothers from the TV show Brady Bunch. I'm Barry Williams. And I'm Christopher Knight. I played Greg. And uh, who were you again? I played Peter. We've decided that we're going to do a podcast around episodes of the Brady Bunch. We're going to use it as a prism to look back to our experience doing the show and why the Brady Bunch is still popular. Have a sunshine day. We, we are, are the real Brady, Brady Bros. Bros. I want to kick off this recap with Usman and Kimberly. Oh, no. damn it. <laughs> because Kim. we talked about Jenny and Smith so much in the intro. Okay. Like, let's, let's, right. let's go back fair. to that. That's fair. Let's yeah. start with Usman and Kimberly. Um, I, they were the second best. I mean, really, this entire episode was Usman and Kimberly, uh, a little sprinkle of Jovi and Yara, and then the main course was Submit and Jenny. They had like yeah. 50% of the episode. No, Andre and Libby go to Chick-fil-A and then have a super boring ultrasound. Like we literally just covered their whole segment. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, ultrasounds are very exciting when it's your child or somebody close to you. It is not fun to watch on television and it never will be. And you'll never change my mind about that. <laughs> so. And the, the second kid too. That's even less exciting. Who gives a shit yeah. about that? <laughs> That's like having a baby shower for your second kid. Ugh. Oh, big fucking deal. Usman and Kimberly, I just like wanted this sugar cane. Look delicious. Have you ever I've never eaten, had it? Yeah, I haven't either. I haven't, and I, I've always wanted to. And uh, yeah, I was jealous. Kimberly didn't even want it. She's like, I don't want that. Get it out of my face. I was like, I will take it. I'm I sure he was it. charged $15 for that sugar cane. <laughs> sir, sir. 
Um, I don't know why I find it so funny that Usman determines that this one singular brother Farouk is the problem. So if we just go to Muhammad and have totally him convince mom that everything will be fine, this will all blow over. Just get rid of that. He's the problem. Get rid of that yeah. one element and everything is going to be fine. We gave her a cow. There's, we're good to go. We're fine. I Look. We've been talking about, is he trolling Kim Bali? Is this entire thing a joke? And, you know, we've never really waffled on that. <laughs> but the end of this episode where where he's like, yeah, let's go meet this this potential first wife. He's trying so hard not to laugh oh my because God, this is so, so fucking this is so fucking absurd now. This I is, can't wait, though. This is to outrageous meet the, to meet the potential next week. Oh my god! Oh, I love it so much. It's because we know this isn't real, so we could just yeah. like enjoy it. It's not going to happen. There are not going to be children that are like whose father is living in the U.S. I just, it's so ridiculous and hilarious to me. Um, if if you if you right now, if you think about your significant other, and you just kind of think, if they broke up with me, that would be totally cool because I'm the one sacrificing. And you would have no emotion about your partner breaking up with you. You you should it should just be over immediately. Yeah, yeah. just be done. Then yeah. then you're not in then you're not in love. He just keeps telling he keeps telling Farouk and his mom we're in love and she's a great person and you know you we could never I could never have what I have with you with this young beautiful woman cousin that I'm about to marry. Then you're full of shit if you would if you claim that you would feel nothing. And if you're lying, if you're lying that you would feel nothing, then you're just an asshole. Because you're saying that to your partner's face. Yeah. It makes it doesn't line up at all. I mean, and honestly, this very first scene where Usman's buying the sugar cane at the market and Kimberly walks up to him and he, and she's like, All right, let's work things out. His face says it all. He is so over this. He has He's no disgusted. emotion. Yeah. He's like, Kimberly's like, you can't tell me of 100 other women. And he's like, well, you were about to break up with me. What was I supposed to do? He's like, just trying to salvage his dignity here. <laughs> Pretty like, much. I mean, he's just, he's just looking at his phone the entire time, eating sugar cane on the side of the road. <laughs> I laughed at this. I'm sorry. I just don't really, I, I find it difficult to empathize with either of these two because this feels so fake to me. So I just laughed the whole time. Like, Kimberly saying, I'm never going to let a man manipulate me or walk all over me again. And then like two seconds later, we see her just completely being walked all over, agreeing to everything he wants, acquiescing to everything. And it's like, dude, do you even hear yourself? I mean, this is so ridiculous. I won't let a man walk all over me and I won't let a my own manipulate me. Okay, well, you know, let's call Muhammad and exclude Farouk, and uh, let's just see what happens. Okay, teehee. And I might have to marry my cousin. All right. She's going <laughs> to agree to this. She totally will. But, no, I'm talking about if she's just, like, the hottest chick that Usman's ever seen. But I think what's going to happen is I think Kim Bali is going to look at her and feel like, mm, okay, I'm hotter than her. Like, she's going to convince herself that she's more that she's more attractive and then she's gonna yeah she's gonna bend over she's just gonna she's gonna take it she's gonna be like okay i guess i could be second wife and i just like i hope when she it's but she's watched herself back on all the other seasons and it doesn't seem to have sunk into her like <laughs> totally how pathetic she's acting and and after know. you know what's interesting is at, during her first season with with him after almost every episode aired she released this instagram statement like yeah i didn't that that was bad and i'm sorry and uh that's not a good look and she's doing almost all the exact same things <laughs> she has no self-awareness no. she literally hasn't changed her behavior her we have seen her we've seen significantly less begging for sex well yeah until the in the but last she's gonna several use, episodes because she's actually getting it, presumably. Although it looks on the preview no, that she's complaining preview. that she's not getting enough yammy. She she's got like, double yammied and then yeah, thought, like nothing for the last week. 
I thought she got double yammy. What? Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, Usman tries to blame the second wife thing on his family, too. He's like, well, that was my family saying it, not me. And, you know, he wants her to smile more. <laughs> <laughs> and please, for the love of Christ, stop talking. Just stop. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Let's call let's call Muhammad though, Farouk. He's been too harsh. We can easily convince Muhammad. He's just he's the elder brother anyway. I'm like, why hasn't he been involved if he's the elder brother? Ultimately, mom is the decision maker, it seems like, but has Muhammad just tapped out? He's like, I I did this with BGL. I'm done here. I'm not doing this with another one. This was producer driven him Farouk showing up just to create drama it did i was like oh i gasped a little i was like it's Farouk. i was like well how is this gonna change then like they so you know they think that they're meeting muhammad and the mom to have this talk they go to a lovely bakery and restaurant called marrakesh i was like this looks wonderful i would love to sit outside on a sunday at this lovely place and drink some coffee and eat whatever they have to offer um looks way very better relaxing to, way, way better to have this conversation in public Just, why are they having it in public i i maybe he usman is worried that kimberly's gonna start throwing things and uh, but on the other hand she's proven that she has no compunctions about throwing things at him in public so, she threw a milkshake at the last thing she threw yeah. was a milkshake at like in a public restaurant. So, yeah, I'm not sure. This seems like a bad idea. Um, Usman just looks again like completely unimpressed. Doesn't take the lead. Doesn't say anything. He does. <laughs> I also like again. Jenny needs to watch some YouTube videos to figure out how to make doll. Kimberly needs to watch some YouTube videos about like how to cover your hair and how to arrange your own scarf. Like, what? this is a what? skill that can be learned. Why does Usman... The the whole head covering quick discussion didn't make any sense. It's... I, I don't understand what happened at all. He wanted her to have her hair down because she, she wants her to look beautiful. And Kimbali, said- I think, understandably is worried that she's going to appear disrespectful I didn't. I think that he said she would be more comfortable. I'm like, why were you trying to cover her hair last time then? It seems like he just wants her chest covered. Yeah. Which is, you would think Kimberly would have thought of that one. Um, But I I guess they didn't have enough scarf to cover both the boobs and the hair. So they had to choose. (laughs) Boobs were more offensive than hair, I think. So that's my take. Mom, mom, in this meeting, mom doesn't budge, but it was really funny that all you have to do to make Farouk like you is to just prove that you know another black person and that you've been in the army. That's all it (laughs) took. This was fascinating, I have to say. Like, mom shows up with Farouk, and and I'm just like, how is this going to go any different, differently than it did the last time? They never explain why Farouk showed up instead of Muhammad. Never say a thing about it. Kimberly says, I'm surprised to see you. And then, you know, she starts showing Farouk pictures of her son. And mom and Farouk are like, oh, he's black. That's so cool. They're like genuinely excited. And then why didn't Usman say, oh, Kimberly, you should talk about your experience in the military because Farouk was also in the military. That's why he's excited, right? I suppose. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he strongly implies that he was in the, he doesn't come out and say it, but he strongly implies that he was in the military as well. And yeah, it's, it's interesting how her having a mixed race kid gives her credibility to them right away when they're, whole argument for not having her around had nothing to do with anything i mean look in the back of their head i'm sure that they're not happy that she's white they've pretty much said as much but uh you know i think probably rightly 
they only have brought up in the past that it's really just about that you can't have kids. And so it was interesting to this scene was interesting because it was like it made them like Kimbali, mm-hmm. but mom thankfully ultimately didn't budge on her position which is something we've like never seen before (laughs) we've never seen someone be like you know what i actually do like you now but no you're not getting married (laughs) go fuck yourself (laughs) yeah totally usman's gonna marry his cousin (laughs) you can go fuck off (laughs) it was so great i was so happy that because i was really worried that mom was going to Totally just be like, yeah, it's fine. She sticks to her her guns yep. and she's like, look, I wonder you're you're a fine person. It's great that you were in the military. That's that's all wonderful. But and your your son is very handsome. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly. We all think this. We all know. But you know, he needs a young girl to produce grandchildren. And I want my son to meet one of my friend's daughters. <laughs> I have a I have a girl right now. I she said we have a girl waiting who is a paternal cousin. She is at home ready to go. Yeah, I thought mom said the subtitles for mom said that it was one of her friend's daughters. But then when Usman explains to Kimberly, she says it's a paternal cousin. I wonder like how many times removed. You know what I mean because I feel like they sure. probably have a very large extended family, so it's unclear. But Kimberly says no. And then Farouk just mic drops and he's like, all right. All right. We're peace. out. <laughs> all right. We're done. This feels like a deal breaker, you know? But I don't know if Farouk just expects Kimberly to break him down slowly. That's kind of what it feels. Because he wasn't mean to her this time. He, he, he didn't even dismiss her immediately. I mean, they came to the meeting. Yeah. Why would you come to the meeting? I, well, Farouk, I feel like it. Look, unless this was completely producer driven, my assumption was that Farouk got wind that this meeting was happening, and then convinced Mom to take him instead because he was worried that Muhammad would try to convince Mom that the, all this was cool. And so I'm gonna let me go with you because I'll be I'll be the hard ass that won't let you be manipulated by more cows and goats, etc. And yeah, yeah. and uh, so. I have a question for you. Did I miss something or was there a mistranslation? Because at no point did I understand Farouk and mom asking Kimbali to meet this girl. I only heard no, I that they wanted so. Usman to meet her. And so I think so. And so when Usman is like, yeah, you're going to, you're, you're going to meet her. I thought that was fucking hysterical because that sounded like it was lost in translation. It feels like Usman is just like, we have to bring Kimberly along because I know how to make a TV show funny and this is how to do it. Totally. Yeah. And so, (laughs) I mean, I, yeah, I'm, that's the only, because this scene is only going to be funny if Kimberly's there. Right. She's going to be. If it's just Usman, like whatever. She's going to be so smoking hot. <laughs> I can't, can't wait, wait for it, honestly. I think it's going to be really funny. Yeah. Um. I mean, I feel bad for this poor girl, but honestly, she might be in on the joke. No, they this might is just total be like, bullshit. Yeah. yeah they're <laughs> I don't they're probably like, hey, do you want to be on an American TV show? And she's like, yeah, sure. Like, what the hell? You know, if I would have been asked that as like a 18 or 19 year old, I would have thought it would be in like really fun and hilarious, you know, so. She probably just thinks it's like, why not? Um, did we miss anything? I mean, just no. I, that's that's I guess it. <laughs> um, let's let's go. Uh, blah, blah, blah. let's let's do quickly. Jovi and Yara. There's some. I mean, I guess there's some there, stuff to talk about yeah, here. I mean, basically, the, she, Yara's going exploring with Mila and Mom. Uh, Jovi's just pretending to work. Uh, what, the, what are you talking about? I'm going to work. Shut up. Oh you don't God, yeah. you work on boats. <laughs> what are you talking about? You drink swamp water and you work on a boat, Yar- Jovi. I mean, 
I'm with Yara. I would be all, she's over this coffee from the swamp. I do agree. The coffee in Europe is just better, like consistently. Um, this, this just looks like a delightful day to me as well. Like walking around the city of Prague with your delicious coffee, with your mom, just window shopping, looking around. I love this. Uh, I, I grew up on just, you know, hate on it all you want. I understand. And I don't really drink it anymore either. But I grew up on Starbucks style, super strong drip coffee. Yeah. And like it, when I make my own coffee, if I pour it and if I can see through that shit, it's not nearly strong enough. It has to be fucking sludge. And when so when I go to Europe and I drink you know, espresso or their style of coffee. It just doesn't, I like, I can intellectually, like I can tell, yes, this tastes delicious, but I need a giant fucking absurd 32 ounce drip coffee to even be <laughs> functional every morning. Um, so it just doesn't do it for me there. I'm always tired when I'm in Europe because I can't get the caffeine that I that I operate on that normally you here. Yeah, they totally. won't do a triple shot. You know, no, they look at me like I'm insane, or it'll cost forty dollars. <laughs> I do like it is such a difference between like a European and an American mindset that we just want like quantity, and they just want like a small amount of a high quality item. <laughs> Just, I want both is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, I'm like how could you not love walking around Prague when you've been living in not not even New Orleans. She does not live in New Orleans. She lives, she lives in somewhere. a suburb of the, of the swamp. <laughs> I mean it looks wonderful. I it's been a long time since I've been to Prague, but it's a gorgeous place. Um, I'm very, very confused about her mom's s like state of the union. Like, what? Where does mom live? Does mom live in Prague? Does she live outside of Prague? Did she just used to live in Prague? Does she currently she lives there. No, but her mom said, this might be mistranslation from the subtitles, her mom said, when I lived here for many years, it oh. made it sound like she didn't live there anymore. I think she it, she lives there, but you're right. I She might live farther out from the center of the city, which is, you know, more expensive. And yeah. I just am confused about like, what, why did her mom move to Prague? When did she move there? Does she speak Czech? Where are her friends? What is her life? Like... Who does she hang out with all day? Does she work? Or is she like just hanging out there? Do, is she retired? Because she talks about it like, hey, Yara, come to Prague and I'll watch your kid all day. Well, I assume that she doesn't work. Yeah, I see. Okay. We don't know anything about Yara's dad, do we? Uh, No, no. I like, okay. I mean, look, mom, mom's very blunt. Uh, she's like the total opposite of Gwen, which is just really funny. It's like the Southern hospitality, never really say what you feel versus nope, you and Joey should just move here immediately. I'll watch your children and you'll be, you'll have a happy <laughs> life here. And that's just the way it is. It's, it's just so fucking Ukrainian. It's hilarious. Um, yeah. That's and that's stuff. just, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think that mom is being nefarious. It's the exact opposite. She's like, no, you'll be happy here. You should just move. Why are you in swamp? <laughs> yeah. Um, so if, the, the drama that they're trying to to buttress here is, oh, my mom is going to take me to look at apartments in Prague. And I just assumed, oh, they're going to go look at renting an apartment. Like this, is, we've seen this a million times on this show. This is a nothing burger. But then Yara mentions she wants to buy an apartment. That's a whole different thing and just as dumb, I guess, uh, but Why for a different reason. Yeah. Yeah. This. Okay. Let's talk about this uh, first. But, but before we get to that, I just want to say, fuck you, Jovi, for shitting on that beautiful looking breakfast. 
And just oh go, like, my what are you God. talking about? That looks so fucking good. What is this? I'm what like, it's this? clearly what is this? Give me champagne. What are you talking what, about? What are you doing here? I a, like and those croissants. And the European croissants. Shut up, Jovi. I hate him. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about this apartment thing. First of all, I don't think that the concept is crazy. Uh, because Jovi's gone half the year. Yeah. Right. Like the, the, it, the, like when you get to the practical le- levels of it, it becomes pretty dumb and if not just impossible to actually do. Yeah. But the idea of spending time alone in Covington, Louisiana versus Prague for a European, I think you're you would be nuts to not think that's attractive, right? When you're gone half the time. Yeah. I'm confused. It would make so much more sense if this was positioned as, hey, you know, my mom has lived here for 20 years. She's never owned a place. I would love to come stay with her for extended periods of time. So I'm gonna buy my mom an apartment here and like with a spare bedroom. So Myla and I can come stay when we for a long time when you're gone for work that would make so much more sense instead she's acting like she's gonna buy this own apartment with her money that she's making her mom's gonna rent down the street her own thing yeah right and she also implies that she has like tons of money saved up from her makeup business and i'm like really you have enough money to pay for some place in Prague in cash like i'm not familiar with the Czech real estate market, but I would assume Prague is somewhat expensive. I So I looked at, I Googled some listings and, you know, it's hard to tell if these are fake or not, but the, the prices look like, and I also don't know what neighborhood these are in at all, but yeah. you can get stuff for 300, you can get a condo for 350,000 uh, uh, euro, um, which is not completely crazy. I mean, it's, it looks about the same, maybe even cheaper than new Orleans, uh, the nice parts of new Orleans, but I don't know what the taxes situation is there. Can you even buy a place if you're a foreign national, um, Ukraine's, you know, yeah, it's, there's, there's all sorts of complexity. And then you said cash and we were talking about this, like, if she didn't pay cash, if she doesn't have a half million dollars just sitting around in the bank, which presumably she doesn't, but if she, so if they have enough for a down payment, how do they even get a loan? You don't. You can't get a loan. I mean, that's my understanding. I could be wrong, but I mean, I've tried to buy, I've looked into buying property in other countries before, and I just, I know from people buying property in the United States, if you're not at least a resident or I don't know if it's a citizen resident. I don't know how that works, but if you're just like a random person who lives in, you know, Weston Supermare and you want to buy a house in Albuquerque, you're not getting a bank loan for that because how would they find you? You don't even, you're not even a resident of this country. You have nothing to put up for collateral. They can't run your, you know, employment history. They can't look up anything about you because you don't have a social security number. You don't have like records in this country. So I'm just assuming like, you know, when I looked into buying a house outside the United States, it was like, yeah, you've got to have the cash. Yeah. I, I agree with you generally that it would, well, at at minimum it would be phenomenally harder, but I do wonder if they could get a U.S. based loan under Jovi's name and put their current house up as collateral. But I don't know. I would, Jovi would obviously have to agree to that. And it sounds like a, a, it's clear that it sounds like a very stupid idea to him. So even if you could do that, which I don't know if you could, I, I would be shocked if he agreed to it. But you're right. They I mean, can't the most do that, Im- though. They don't own a house. They rent. Oh, I thought that they owned something. Um, I don't think so. Yeah. But you, you, you make a really good point, which is, why didn't she just say, we're looking for places that are two-bedroom for my mom so we can come visit whenever we want? And my mom, And she could have also even said, my mom will pay us some rent. 
with her, you know, government money that she gets from Ukraine. Yeah, I mean, that would be a, a much less dramatic storyline, which is probably why it wasn't positioned that way. <laughs> but yeah, I, and then you yeah. could even say that, you know, my mom is going to be the one that buys it and we'll just give her the money. Like maybe you could have figured out some way around yeah. the whole loan issue. Have your mom get the loan and, you know, if her mom's you, a resident. I mean, I'll be yeah. a co signer. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's some way you could have figured it out to have the mom be the owner. You still get money. And now, great. And now when you know, she passes away, then you have an asset that you own in Europe. But no, it's like, Jovi also calls it a random place. (laughs) And like, that's like kind of offensive, like a random place. Your mom lives here. What are you talking about? Dumb thing to say. Yeah. Also, I'm I'm very curious if she has friends in Prague. Like her mom, when her mom's like, "Oh, it would be so much better for her if she were just here because I would watch Mila and she could pursue her interests and her hobbies and hang out with her friends." And I'm like, "Does she have friends there? Like, who is she know. hanging out with?" <laughs> yeah. It, so. Presumably, it would be easier for her to make friends, Ukrainian friends in Prague, than that's true. Yeah. Any friends in any way in Covington. Yeah. This is um, true. Do you right. want to talk finally? <laughs> been waiting this whole time <sighs> to use your chicken again, haven't you? Finally. <laughs> what do you expect me to do? Uh, learn how to cook? What are you doing all day? <laughs> their fridge, their fridge looks like the fridge from Fight Club. It's there's two <laughs> bottles of sparkling water in it and like a box of baking soda. That's it. Yeah, it's really sad. I mean, look, again, we're going to repeat some of the stuff we said in the intro, but like going grocery shopping in a foreign country is very intimidating at first, like not knowing where to put sure. things, not knowing how much things cost. How does it work? But Jenny has been living in India for three freaking years i think it's she said three or four years so i think it's somewhere in between i think three three and a half four years yeah and like i just again i don't understand why the shopping isn't a routine by now like what if submit were sick what is they just starve until he's better how did they how did they survive during i I just are they literally just going to the bodega and getting pre-made box meals I don't think they have those there because Jenny said she's like, in America, this infuriated me. So I'm going to rant about this for a minute. In America, I just cooked simple things, you know, a box meal, and then I'd add meat to it and stir it up. So hamburger helper. That's not cooking. That's literally hamburger helper. Yeah. Putting a frozen pizza in the oven is not cooking. I will die on this hill. That is not cooking. Jenny. Stop it. As Submit said, making a dough, making a sauce, that that counts. But putting a frozen pizza in the oven is not cooking. Those are not s'mores, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Those were not s'mores. <laughs> if that's confusing. Digestive we, biscuit. Ugh. You have to watch Great British Bake Off. <clears throat> um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's look, it's clearly and not nosh. cooking. You're Sorry. you're. If if you're being generous, you could say I've prepared meals before, <laughs> right? Yes, but that's not cooking. And this, okay, let's talk about the job thing for a second. Okay, can't you find a different business where you don't have to work so hard? Really, Sumit I knows mean... how to do two things. He knows how to fucking pretend to be another human being while doing tech support. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows how to be a line cook. He's not a chef. He knows how to cook the things that are on the menu. And his yeah. friend has already taught him how to cook them. So basically, he knows how to just follow orders. I don't know if he knows how to cook. He knows how to follow Rohit's recipes, right? Calling him a chef is an insult also. but It is, to chefs. But like he knows how to... Be in the same room with Rohit dirt cooking a few <laughs> select things. That's it. So yeah. can't you find a different business? Can't you find a different fucking husband and live in a different country? What a stupid question to ask. It it 
That's so infuriating. I mean, he could go back to the call center and yeah. that's going to be, I'm. it might be a six day work week there too. And long hours. I think that it's going to be working with your hours. friend is yeah. you're working with your buddy Rohit. Like I think I, I am not super familiar with Indian culture and I've never you know, lived in India, but I would assume, and I'm making an assumption here that the social aspect of this job is part of the job and it's what makes it attractive to submit. He wants to hang out with his bros and, you know, and it might, maybe it's expected that you, you know, in a lot of places it's expected that you kind of go out socially with your coworkers and Build those the relationships after work. The yeah. of talking I to know. other humans. God. I mean, I You're don't like leave to me do alone it, drunk. But... You're going to come home drunk. And I... Make some goddamn friends, Jenny. That's what any... Do you think... Does Jenny think that once you reach the age of retirement, you disown everyone else in your life and you just drink chai with your spouse and you never interact with anyone else? I don't know. I mean, I feel like she feels ostracized in India, and so she thinks that's just their life, I guess. But I I do understand if he's going to work seven days a week, 12 hours a day, that, that would be rough. They totally. Yeah. They won't be able to see each other at all. No, but, there's, there, there's certainly a balance, right? Yeah. In, but that's in any relationship. But I don't know if he has that option. Like, I don't know what his employment options are. Maybe working six to seven days a week, 12-hour shifts, maybe that's the only – maybe that's what it is. I'm looking at this through an American lens. Like, maybe yeah. in a, as a line cook in India, you don't do an eight-hour shift. I don't know. Well, I mean, the the, the question really would be, can Rohit hire another person – part-time to fill in when submits not there and the answer is probably like well who's only going to work two days a week yeah if yeah. if everybody's job is six days a week working as a standard work week who's going to work two days nobody wants to work anymore <laughs> and I yeah, mean, this, yeah so I, why is submit saying that he's a partner in this business does yeah, that I mean like I kind of have a hard time believing that he invested anything. It just that seems is like he's very, I was confused about that. I mean, did he, if he invested money into this business, if he is partial owner of like maybe the kitchen equipment or the inventory, or he helps Rohit pay rent. I feel like this is a very, very different conversation. But yeah, he doesn't totally. really like the way that he explains this to Jenny makes it seem like he's just an hourly worker. That's so I don't understand how this works at all. But in ITMs, he claims he's a partner in the business. Okay. I mean, does that just mean he's getting paid less until it's profitable and he's equity? Like, yeah, that's a totally different conversation. That's also like a different type of decision that you would talk about with your spouse if right. they've invested money. Um, it does sound like also this is also suspicious. They started this a couple of months before COVID hit. And so they were doing this in January, February of 2020. Then COVID started and they had to shut it down. So he's just now getting back to it two and a half years later. Makes sense. Happened to a lot of people. It doesn't make sense at all if it's a delivery kitchen. Oh, that's very true. But Jenny, maybe, I mean, maybe it, it was a restaurant is, before. Maybe it's, it was yeah. a restaurant before and now, now it's a delivery, delivery kitchen. kitchen. But if it was always a delivery kitchen, that's even more bizarre. But go ahead. Sorry. But yeah, the, the point I was going to make is that Jenny and Summit would have had this conversation in January of 2020 then. Yeah. Like when he was going to go back to work. Like not now. This has already started long, almost three years ago. Right. None, this is, none of this makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I want to know Rohit's situation. Is he married? Like is he working 12 hours a day? Also, it. sorry, this is just an aside – I wonder if they don't ever go grocery shopping because they're just like ordering takeout or street food is like so cheap. Maybe they're just buying already, you know, prepared food 
on the reg. And like, that's easier. That's what I, that, what that's I what I was do. saying. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was saying. Do they always get takeout or do they, they, they certainly have semi-prepared stuff like the equivalent of rice aroni, you know, right. and whenever, whenever we've seen them in the shopping, we've only seen them in kind of like what looks sort of like a Seven Eleven buying boxes of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I, I wonder if they're just doing prep type stuff instead of actual cooking. The only time we've seen her cooking is when mom's there and she is a bumbling idiot doing that too. Even though we learn mom doesn't cook because she is a maid. <laughs> so, that will never be unfunny to me. Oh, oh my God, great. it's the best. I mean, Samit just seems really excited to get back to a routine, being productive, socializing, having a friend, maybe more than one. Who knows what could happen? Uh, you know, he's really excited about this. And Rohit makes a good point. He's like, all of the excuses that you give me is like what Jenny wants. What about what you want? Like, what do you want? And this is when they talk about kids and going to America. And it's, I'm so confused. He says, Rohit, he freaks yeah. him. He's like, are you willing to leave your parents and go to America? And Smith's like, absolutely not. But I might have kids. Ro, it's like he has never talked about having kids. This is shocking information. Yeah, it, he's thinking about adopting or surrogacy. Essentially, again, th th like he said straight up, he's saying this because he thinks that this is a vector to win his parents' affection back. Yeah, not because he wants to actually love the child <laughs> or no. thinks that it'll have a a, a good life. Uh, in this situation that they're creating, um, God, just, yeah, it's uh, it's rough. I if Summit will adopt a kid, I don't know if that will resolve things or make them more complicated. Yes, hmm. Rohit, great insight. Hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna guess the latter. If he, if he, I feel like at some point he's going to bring up this possibility to his mom. Yes. And I can't imagine her reaction is going to be anything but, well, okay, but Jenny would, would raise this child? So, no. No, this does, not, yeah. this does not spark joy. It does not solve the root problem. That you're with an oldie. <laughs> yeah. So I was surprised that when Summit came home from his first day of work, like Jenny's super happy to see him. She's, she's, she's peeling a single potato. potato. <laughs> he's, he even says, he's like, you peeled one potato? Like, that's so, it? And by the way, she, like, apparently going to the vegetable market apparently took the entire fucking day. Apparently. If this is married life, I want to be back in America. <laughs> Yeah, because Summit wouldn't have to work hard in America at all. No, it's so yeah. easy. Mm -hmm. Summit is super impressed with her shopping, though. <laughs> she got spices all by herself. Wow. Jenny's plan for dinner is peel this single potato, boil it, and then the plan stops. We don't know what we're doing from there. But Summit really anticipated this outcome because he's already brought dinner, so... It looked like she peeled that potato on a fucking cheese grater. Oh and God. it just, it made my soul hurt. I, she's going to lose all of her fingerprints. Like she's going <laughs> to rip the tips of her fingers off doing this. It's horrifying. And yeah, he brings home what looks to be a delicious, delicious Indian donor kebab looking sandwich oh, that great. I want to eat. I want to eat it right now. And if, yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense. If you're going to work at a restaurant, just bring home a sandwich every night. If, if, yeah. Just totally. stop, tor stop torturing Jenny. Yes, she should learn to cook something. But, you know, you're, you're bringing home food at cost. It's got to be the cheapest sandwich you could get. Totally. So on the one hand, Jenny should learn how to fucking cook a potato. On the other hand, yeah, bring home a sandwich, dude. Let's just let's just, just give up. Just throw in the towel, man. <laughs> I'm just thinking if I were like really trying hard to put together a meal and I didn't have a whole lot going. One like, potato. 
is a potato your go-to? <gasps> One potato. <laughs> My potato would be like make some rice or some pasta and like pasta, put a sauce yeah. on it with some, you know, I would chop up some onion and I don't right. know, carrots, whatever vegetables I had and just saute it a bit. Like that's like a no, throw ultra, it together meal. Ultra low effort pull it together meal is, yeah, boil some spaghetti and put uh, just red sauce from the market on it. And right. yeah, but yeah, a single potato and like, you, you don't know how to even make like lentils, like nothing? Which, is, which is essentially just pasta. You can boil, you know, I yeah. know I learned how to make lentils when I was like 18 and you know, then you saute onion with some tomato and some cumin and you throw it together. There's a meal, pop an egg on it. If you want some more protein, like. I don't know. It just. You're gonna I don't hang know how out Jenny's with your friends. I don't know. I'm going to be here all alone. And you're not going to hang with your new wife. Your new wife, Jenny. We need to go back to the beginning, though. I'm sorry, Kyle. We need to go back to the 80s rap music that they're playing. While Summit is blow drying his hair <laughs> into a tower. And, you know, he's getting ready for work. I understand. He's got to look good. But. Uh, this is do you, where do you need to look good when you're in a delivery kitchen <laughs> with your best friend that you've known your entire life? Kyle, that is a big deal to him. He has not been outside of this apartment or apart from Jenny for longer than three minutes in like two and a half years. He's very excited. Good. Good for him, I guess. Yeah. Um, I do enjoy the... submits, but Bollywood haircuts. I do his too. hair stylings. The, the music was just confusing to me. Um, Summit asking Jenny or like pepping Jenny up to go on the shopping trip by herself is almost as funny as the broccoli vendor. Almost like he's like, you can do it. You're brave. I believe in you. I'm like, why is this necessary? I never expected to go roam around by myself. What? You, you, you didn't? crazy the thing Um, like look um she's right that obviously she's gonna garner quite a bit more attention yeah but which is understandable but first of all you've chosen to live there again this is a little bit on, on this is a big part on submit for not kind of conditioning her uh, getting her used to this encouraging her to be more independent um but you just the fact that you said, I never expected to roam around. Like you, you never expected to like leave your fucking apartment. The other thing I is I, I would imagine a good proportion of this attention that she's getting when she wanders around is due to the fact that there's a fucking camera crew following her. Yes, absolutely. So, and yes. she looks clueless. She doesn't have any confidence. Right. No, she, she, she doesn't speak one word. Of I, I presume Hindi. Hindi. Uh, I could be wrong. Uh, but she doesn't speak any of the language. She just starts getting into shouting matches with broccoli vendors. Well, to be fair, I think the broccoli vendors started the yelling. <laughs> which was fucking hilarious. Ma'am. This broccoli ma'am. vendor. She's like, can I put it in the sink? No, not no, the sink. Ma'am, no. Which look, to be fair, that's really fucking stupid of her. <laughs> Yeah, but they totally. th- she does go zero to sixty, and I did find that super fucking entertaining. This was so I funny laughed to me. so hard, and she's like, "You can't just get a half kilo; you need to get a full kilo." <laughs> too high. This is too high. <laughs> I just yeah, as as uh, as our Facebook member Ashwini said, she just I love that she just leaves with a puff of feathers behind her. <laughs> hello lovely listeners are you sad that this podcast is just about over if you want to listen to kyle and i talk about this trashy trash garbage show for even more hours every week sign up for our premium podcast feed either via patreon or our 30 second sign up on supercast it's only five dollars a month it's extremely easy to sign up and add to the podcast app of your choice you'll get an extended version of this podcast weekly almost two hours long and our b-sides episode which drops on wednesday where we discuss more 
90 Day Gossip and are currently covering Love is Blind Season 3, Love During Lockup Season something, and Single Life. You'll also get full access to our complete archived podcast catalog. So what are you waiting for? It's the holiday season. You should treat yourself. Visit realitycraycray.com to sign up now. That's realitycraycray.com. Well, this was fun. Um, I mean, overall, a funny episode because the best scene of the entire season with the vegetable vendor. Thank you, Broccoli Vendor in India, for making your cameo. It was so much appreciated. Uh, yeah, I guess we're assuming we have two more episodes of the season. At no minimum. news of a new season. So <laughs> I know, I know we usually get it fairly late, uh, but it's gotta be around the corner. Let's, let's all cross our fingers for before the 90 crossing those fingers. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye.